Are you ready to join a Christian community of victims, survivors, and thrivers? Are you ready to break the stereotypes and generations of abuse? Are you ready to expose the pain of abuse, recover, and transform? The Abuse Exposed podcast can be your new home. Subscribe today. Current victims of abuse in an emergency, please call 911. For any victims and survivors who need support, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is here for you 24-7. Call 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-787-3224 for TTY. Or if you're unable to speak safely, you can log on to thehotline.org or text LOVEIS to 22522. The Abuse Exposed podcast content is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or mental health condition. By listening to the Abuse Exposed podcast, you hereby consent to our disclaimer and agree to its terms. Here is your host, life coach, member of IAPO, International Organization of Professional Life Coaches, adult survivor of child abuse and domestic violence, I Speak Motivate. Hello, hello, hello. This is I Speak Motivate. And this is episode 77. And it is entitled Narcissistic Tactics, Rationalization denial and control. Today we will hear an educational audio example of how narcissists use these tactics. Rationalizing, I would argue, is simply another word for narcissist employing pathological lying to make their wrong behavior seem like right behavior in their own eyes in hours, Thompson noted on Psych Central. If things go sideways, a true narcissist will likely make every effort to explain how everything is actually exactly what they intended. Additionally, they often rationalize questionable behavior if it serves their end goal. You can usually tell when this is happening because your internal meter will go off. A narcissist will try their best to get you to ignore your intuition and come around to their way of thinking because to them... They are always right. Anything weird, anything that doesn't feel right, doesn't ring true, is too good to be true or is bad, masquerading as good, takes a lot of words to rationalize. All signs of pathological lying, Thompson explained. Denial. Denial is a refusal to admit the truth or reality of something, such as a statement or charge. Control is to exercise restraining or direct influence over another person or thing. Let's take a listen to the same co-workers from last week for a refresher. We will take a listen of the co-worker's conversation from last week's episode. Isn't this design beautiful? It is gorgeous, but I believe a sweetheart neckline is what the client ordered. And don't we have to stick with the initial requirements? We can apply your beautiful design to a sweetheart neckline mock-up and then present it to Jane. You have only been here two years. You are practically an intern. I have 20 years of experience. You were only hired to meet an HR quota. 
There is no way I would have ever hired you with your extreme incompetence. But I guess sometimes hiring managers have an off day. Just to recap, we hear that the co-worker that created the design was very degrading because her counterpart only stated what the initial requirements were. The sad thing about this clip is that the co-worker that gave constructive criticism was only trying to help. She even gave her a compliment on the design, but wanted to make sure they were not reprimanded as a team for something that can't be changed prior to presenting it to their manager. However, because narcissists have such fragile egos, they must regurgitate their own negative projections on other people so that they can feel great in security. And then the narcissist feels superior. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Abuse Exposed podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Now, let's take time to go into the office with these co-workers once again and see how the narcissistic co-worker used rationalization and denial of their previous horrendous behavior to control their potential victim. Let's listen in. Hi, Terry. I wanted you to know I really care about your future. That's why I was so hard on you the other day. It wasn't about the sweetheart neckline, because I was doing that anyway. I was teaching you to stay in your place. In this industry, you won't get ahead by stepping on other people's toes. You are not being a team player, and we're not supportive. You tore me down when I was only trying to make sure we had the best design for the client. The worst part is we are supposed to be a team. Like I said, I've been here 20 years. I know a little something about fashion. I heard they gave you the LaRoe account by yourself. Are you sure you can handle that? Absolutely. I'm excited about it. Ooh, the fashion director always tries to give our new girls a bigger client to see if they have the chops. But if they don't, you don't see them again. That's why I'm hard on you. You can be gone in a blink of an eye. Really? Maybe you can help me. Yes, I can, but you have to listen to me the whole step of the way. Okay, thanks so much. Let's analyze this clip. The narcissistic co-worker comes over and gaslights her co-worker by saying, Hi, Terry. I wanted you to know I really care about your future. This is why I was so hard on you the other day. If you notice, she did not apologize about her unprofessional and degrading behavior that you heard in the previous conversation. She is rationalizing that improper behavior by saying that she cares about her and that is why she did it. Narcissists will try to make their fill taste like nectar to the ears in order to confuse the mind and create a trauma bond. Per Wikipedia, traumatic bonding occurs as a result of ongoing cycles of abuse 
in which the intermittent reinforcement of reward and punishment creates powerful emotional bonds that are resistant to change. Now we hear the use of denial by the statement of it wasn't about the sweetheart neckline because I was doing that anyway. The narcissist cannot and will not affirm any mistake that destroys their inflated sense of self. She then throws up the control piece by saying, I am teaching you to stay in your place. In this industry, you will not get ahead by stepping on other people's toes. What is she saying implicitly? Do not have your own voice and follow the herd, no matter how unethical or wrong. This is often how a narcissist breaks our spirit, heart, and mind. She then begins to project and gaslight by saying, You were not being a team player and were not supportive. You tore me down when I was only trying to make sure we had the best design for the client. The worst part is we were supposed to be part of a team. In this moment... The narcissist is trying to get her co-worker to doubt herself and create a false narrative. We all heard that she was trying to be a team player by catching the error before it reached the supervisory level. And the narcissist wanted to go forward with the incorrect design template. The co-worker even complimented her several times about the beauty of the design, but the narcissist wants to fit her to feel as if she is confrontational and demeaning. She then again makes sure she is seen as superior by saying that she has been there for 20 years and sarcastically says, I know a little something about fashion. As another jab to the other co-worker's self-esteem, the narcissist then goes for the gusto and asks for the LaRoe account about the LaRoe account and if the co-worker can handle it. In order to strike another set of doubt in her co-worker, the co-worker excitedly states, absolutely yes, and the narcissist then tries to use the tactic fear to control the co-worker by saying the fashion director always tries to give our new girls a bigger client to see if they have the chops but if they don't you won't see them again in this statement she is making the co-worker fear about her position in the company as well as make her fear about her financial security. The narcissist then says, that's why I am so hard on you. You can be gone in a blink of an eye. Again, the narcissist is trying to rationalize her horrible behavior and also acts as if she is her coworker's saving grace to succeed in the company. By doing this, she is creating a codependent relationship in the workplace. Now we see the coworker go from being excited and confident 
in the project to insecure, desperate, and fearful by axing the narcissist, may you help me. The narcissist is then overjoyed because now her coworker is under her thumb of control and states, you have to listen to me the whole step of the way. Again, this is reinforcing the unhealthy codependent relationship. The coworker then says, okay, thank you so much out of desperation and fear. This audio example teaches us the red flags of rationalization, denial, and control. Often in our own lives, we don't see the red flags because of our own unhealthy foundation or how on the go we are. But today we are able to pause and reflect on this young lady's story and see how it relates to ours so we can get out of our own toxic situations. Fear is something that is meant to paralyze us, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound mind. We can overcome these obstacles one day at a time. You got this? It is painful to get out of a trauma bond relationship, but one step at a time, we can do it. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Abuse Exposed podcast. You can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and more, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Welcome to the Abuse Exposed podcast community. We cannot wait to see you next week.